Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Hare Krishna. Today, uh, Sant Panchami, very nice day, auspicious day, so many personalities, as Paranagavindu was saying. Uh, we're told to read from Srimad Bhagavatam. This is a great canto, chapter 5, entitled Vindura's Talks with Maitreya. Today, we're reading texts 37 and 38. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chaksurun Militanjana Tasmai Shri Guruvenamaha Shri Chaitanya Mino Bhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Svayam Upakadamayam Tadati Svapadantikam Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimati Bhaktivedanta Samaniti Namane Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Pascha Chadishitarine Pancha Kalpa Turbhyascha Kripasindhubhyabhacha Patitanam Padvanipyo Vaishnavipyo Namonamaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaur Bhaktarinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Bhutanam Nabadinam. Bhutanam Yajad Bhavyavaravaram Tesham Paranu Samsargad Yata Sankyam Gunan Vidu Translation, O gentle one Who's talking to Maitreya? Maitreya is talking to Vidura O gentle one, of all the physical elements, beginning from the sky down to the earth, all the inferior and su superior qualities are due only to the final touch of the glance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 38, text 38. Ete deva kala vishno. Ete deva kala vishno. Kalamayam shalingi 
Kalamayan Shalingina Nanatatsva Kriyanisha Nanatvatva Kriyanisha Tochu Pranjala Yogi Boom Tochu Pranjala Yogi Boom Ete Deva Kalabishno Kalamayam Shalingina Nanatvatsvakriyanisha Prochu Pranjalayo Vidum His chant Ete Deva Kalavishna Physical elements. Deva, the controlling demigods. Kala, parts and parcels. Vishnu, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Kala, time. Maya, external energy. Amsa, Part and parcel. Lingina. So embodied. Nanatvat. Because of various. Sakriya. Personal duties. Anisha. Not being able to perform. Protu. Uttered. Pranjalaya. Fascinating. Vibhum. Unto the Lord. Translation perfect to his doing The controlling deities of all the above mentioned physical elements are empowered expansions of Lord Vishnu. They are embodied by eternal time under the external energy 
and they are his parts and parcels. Because they were entrusted with different functions of universal duties and were unable to perform them, they offered fascinating prayers to the Lord as follows. Uh, the conception of various controlling deities who inhabit the higher planetary systems for the management of universal affairs is not imaginary, as proposed by persons with a poor fund of knowledge. The demigods are expanded parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord Vishnu, and they are embodied by time, external energy, and partial consciousness of the Supreme. Human beings, animals, birds, etc., are also parts and parcels of the Lord and have different material bodies, but they are not controlling deities of material affairs. They are, rather, controlled by such demigods. Such control is not superfluous. It is necessary as the controlling departments in the affairs of a modern state. The demigods should not be despised by the controlled living beings. They are all great devotees of the Lord entrusted to execute certain functions of universal affairs. One may be angry with Jamaraj for his thankless task of punishing sinful souls, but Jamaraj is one of the authorized devotees of the Lord, and so are all the other demigods. A devotee of the Lord is never controlled by such deputed demigods who function as assistants of the Lord, but he shows them all respects on account of the responsible positions to which they have been appointed by the Lord. At the same time, a devotee of the Lord does not foolishly mistake them to be the Supreme Lord. Only foolish persons accept the demigods as being on the same level as Vishnu. Actually, they are all appointed as servants of Vishnu. Anyone who places the Lord and the demigods on the same level is called Pashandi or atheist. Demigods are worshipped by persons who are more or less adherents of the processes of jnana, yoga, and karma, that is, the impersonalist meditators and creative workers. The devotees, however, worship only the Supreme Lord Vishnu. This worship is not for any material benefit, as desired by all the materialists, even up to the salvationists, mystics, and creative workers. Devotees worship the Supreme Lord to attain unalloyed devotion to the Lord. The Lord, however, is not worshipped by others who have no program for attaining love of God, which is the essential aim of human life. Person, persons averse to a loving relationship with God are more or less condemned by their own actions. <clears throat> the Lord is equal to every living entity, just like the flowing Ganges. The Ganges water is meant for the purification of everyone, yet the trees on the banks of the Ganges have different values. A mango tree on the bank of the Ganges drinks the water, and the neem tree also drinks the same water, but the fruits of both trees are different. One is celestially sweet, and the other is hellishly bitter. The condemned bitterness of the neem is due to its own past work, just as the, just as the sweetness of the mango is also due to its own karma. The Lord says in the Bhagavad Gita 16:19, Tanaham Vishitakuran, the envious, mischievous, the lowest of mankind. These do I ever put back into the ocean of material existence, into various demoniac species of life. Demigods like Jamaraj and other controllers are there for the unwanted conditioned souls who are always engaged in threatening the tranquility of the kingdom of God. Since all the demigods are confidential devotee servitors of the Lord, they are never to be condemned. The first thing is to read this uh, purport, uh, the translation. Huh? Can you hear? Huh? Oh yes. Uh, that I noticed when I was preparing, I, I saw that the, the purports were switched around <clears throat> and a couple words were missing here. And the, that's 2000, 2019 folio. Right? So, anyway, it was, uh, I was caught by this phrase here. 
It says, because they were entrusted with different functions of universal duties and were unable to perform them, they offered fascinating prayers to the Lord as follows. I couldn't help but thinking about this. Tina uh, Bunduk got us into this uh, Murphy's Law when we were in Vrindavan. Uh, there's, amongst the Mur Murphy's Law, there's a Peter Principle. That's okay. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, applicable, but it seems like uh, it just brought me to my brought to my mind. Peter principle is that in a hierarchy, uh, one rises to the position of one's incompetence. Actually, uh, all of us are incompetent in some way or other. That is the actually this is. Uh, position, at least of the, the mentality of a devotee. Srila uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he prays like that, yogya tapichara kichu nahi pai, that if you, if you, uh, if I think of my qualifications, you won't find anything. Yogya to means abilities, kichu uh, nahi pai, you won't find anything. But Tamara uh, Karunasar, that the spiritual master, he's, this is, a, I think, what is it? Gurudev? Kripa Dvindusya? Yeah, this is a bhajan. Nice bhajan. We don't sing so much now. Just to sing. Uh, so, Tamara Karunasar, that the spiritual master, he's the only, the mercy of the spiritual master is the only real. Uh, qualification anyone has, uh, any disciple has. So he's thinking like that. Otherwise, the materialists, they're thinking, ahankara vimudatma, kartaham, the materialistic persons, they're always thinking, how qualified I am, oh, I've done such wonderful things. Uh, this is the vimudatma, this is the qualification of those who are very foolish. Vishesha, Muda, they're very particularly uh, foolish. Ahankara, because of this false ego. Now here, uh, all these things are, physical elements are described. Last couple of verses, last few verses we've been reading. Uh, and the demigods, they have some different functions to perform. All these things are described very nicely in Brahma Samhita. Uh, beginning with the material elements is described uh, here, O oh, gentlemen, of all the physical elements beginning from the sky down to the earth, all the inferior and superior qualities are due only to the final touch of the glance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This verse is there, Agnir Mahi Guganam Ambar Marudrasascha Kalastatatma Manasiti Jigatrani Yasmad Bhavanti Vibhavanti Vishanti Yamcha the whole list is there. Agni, the fire. Agni Mahi is the earth. Earth has some different names. In Bhagavad Gita, we say Bhumiro, Bhumalavayu. All these qualities, all these elements, uh, gross and subtle, they're all coming from yes, Madhavanti. They're coming from Vibhavanti, they exist by the grace of him, and Vishanti, they are just uh, brought within his, uh, wound up by him, or destroyed. All these things are, and of course the demigods, we have so many personalities are mentioned in the Brahma Samhita, Ganesh, uh, Durga, even Lord Shiva. So here it's described how all these demigods are, have some kind of position uh, only due to the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, even though they're feeling themselves, also in the second canto, Lord Brahma, he's feeling himself in, incapable of uh, creating, performing his service of creating. So he's offering his prayers to the Supreme Lord that he may be empowered to 
in this way to engage in this activity of creation. So, this is also, Srila Prabhupada gives a very nice example here in the purport about the uh, neem tree and the mango tree. Uh, everyone, what is that? Nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam eko bhuhunam eko bhuhunam vidadati kamam that the one supreme personality of Godhead, he is supplying all the necessities of life for all the living entities. And what the living entities do with that is uh, the result of their karmas like that is described here, that the mango tree is drinking the same water as the neem tree. And the fruits are completely uh, differently perceived. So, in this way, the devotees, they see, just like Queen Kunti, she's praying, she's praying that all these miserable conditions, let, they, let them come again and again. So the perception of miseries and hap happiness and distress in this material world is perceived differently according to one's different qualifications. Someone is uh, pious, he takes both uh, as the mercy of the Supreme Personality Godhead, whether it's happiness or distress. Krishna tells Arjuna like that, sukha dukha samekrita labo labo jaya jayo. doesn't matter you're happy or distressed or whether you're victorious or defeated, uh, you should fight for the sake of fighting. So in this material world, we have our duties to perform, just like here the demigods were hearing how they have so many duties to perform, uh, and they're feeling themselves incapable uh, and actually it's a fact and no one is capable of uh, this Srila Prabhupada gave that example he says that uh, where the power of speech comes from that you're saying oh there's no God he said that power of speech may be taken from you at any, any moment or the top power of just even Arjun, up to the level of Arjun, we see that uh, Arjun was uh, entrusted with protecting Krishna's queens after the departure of Lord Krishna. <coughs> Transcendental pastime, but he was uh, unable to. He was actually, uh, that power that he had was taken. Oh my goodness. All right. Anyway, uh, Yastuna Narayana Devam Brahma Rudradi Daivata Samatpina Visheta Sapashandi Bhavid Devam. That uh, he says, anyone, anyone who places the Lord and the demigods on the same level is called a Pashandi or atheist. <coughs> are worshipped by persons who are more or less adherents to the processes of jnana, karma, and yoga. It is impersonalists, meditators, and fruitive workers. So, that is the verdict. They, all these different personalities, the jnanis, karmis, and yogis, they have different uh, personal desires. It's described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Bhukti, Mukti, Siddhi, Kami. <clears throat> this is a uh, bhakti means material enjoyment, mukti liberation, and city that want to become perfect and whatever uh, material worlds means bhakti mukti city kami. And what is the result? Sakaleya Shanta. Nobody is happy. Nobody is peaceful. What, what, you can, how can you be peaceful without happy? happy uh, how can you be, excuse me, how can you be happy without being peaceful? That is what Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. Ashanta Sya Kutosukam. 
but without being peaceful, you can't, uh, how, there's no question of happiness. And that's the actual purpose of uh, human life. We want to become happy. But happiness, how that happiness will come, Krishna Bhakta Nishkama, Hatha Eva Shanta, that uh, Krishna Bhakta, he worships Krishna. He has no desire, Nishkama, but not like a stone, no desire. He has no personal desire. He has desire only for the pleasure of Krishna. Therefore, uh, he has no anxieties because everything is for Krishna and uh, he's doing whatever he's able. Demigods are doing what they can do. Uh, they're praying to the Lord to empower them with their trusted entrusted duties and they do this way. Uh, they're <coughs> dependent on Krishna. That is the natural position of living entities. So the principle of dependence is shown to us by these great personalities we have today. The, uh, so many great personalities are being respected today. Vasant Panchami. Uh, actually, the uh, Perhaps the senior of some, of, amongst these personalities, Pundrik Pujaniti, was the, uh, he was addressed as uh, father by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Bob, they call him in Bengali, that he used the word Bob. <coughs> he was the, also the uh, spiritual master of Gadadhar Pandit, who was the internal energy of the Supreme Personality of God, his incarnation of God. So he was a great personality, a great scholar, and uh, of course the stories are there about how he became the spiritual master of Gadadhar Pandati. Pundrik Vijanidi had one uh, uh, quality that he used to dress up as a very, as a materialistic person. He used to, uh, he was covered, by, uh, surrounded by all sorts of opulences. And Gadadhar Pandati couldn't understand how this, uh, how as a devotee, he was being introduced by Mukunda. Uh, and Mukunda uh, understand the position, uh, understood the position of Kunti because he was from the same <coughs> part of East Bengal. Now, now East Bengal. <coughs> showed that the external uh, appearance of a devotee is not very uh, important, but the uh, devotee has to be uh, fully dependent. That is his qualification, dependent and, and fully Krishna conscious. So, Pundrik Vidyanidhi had some other uh, qualities that he was uh, very attached to the Ganges, but he wouldn't go to the Ganges during the daytime because he would see people were brushing their teeth and washing their clothes with the waters of the Ganges. And understanding that the Ganges was the coming from the, emanating from the lotus uh, feet of the Lord, he was not, uh, he didn't care to see such activities going on on the banks of the Ganges, so he would go in the nighttime and he would just sprinkle some water on his head because he didn't want to uh, touch the Ganges with his feet. And he would uh, take some, sip some water every day before he engaged in his uh, worship, his puja. <coughs> of course, the other uh, pastime that he had was being, was being slapped by Lord Jagannath in a dream. <coughs> Pundrik Vijayanidhi was very uh, close friends with Swarup Damodar and he visited him one time in Jagannath Puri when Lord Chaitanya, after Lord Chaitanya moved to Jagannath Puri. So uh, they were talking, they actually, there's a festival in Dece December generally, it's called Odan Shasti, where they offer starched cloth to Lord Jagannath. And Pundrik Vijayanidhi went to have darshan with uh, Swarup Damodar and he said, what is this going on? Why are they offering starched cloth? It means 
cloth that has not been washed after uh, production. They make uh, starch cloth, they starch the cloth, and most people, they wash their, that new cloth before wearing it. Uh, but they, on this day of Udan Shasti, which is the sixth day of the moon, uh, where they offer these clothes to the Lord, uh, <coughs> they offer the starched cloth. And uh, Pundrik Vidyanindi was asking why they offer such clothes to the Lord Jagannath. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He's, uh, uh, why they're offering him, they should offer him the best of everything. And Swarup Damodara, they were friends, they were talking back and forth. Swarup Damodara said, well, he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is his pastime. He said, but what about the devotees? They're touching this cloth. Uh, they're supposed to be pure. Pujaris are supposed to keep themselves clear, clean and everything. They're not the Supreme Lord. They can't become, they can become contaminated by this touching of this clean, uh, unclean cloth. So this way, they were talking back and forth, and that night, uh, Lord Jagannath and Balaram came to Lord Pindripijini and slapped him on the cheeks, so much so that the next morning his cheeks were all red. And once Rupdhamadar came there, he said, come on, let's go, it's time for darshan. He said, no, no, wait, I can't go. And uh, he showed him his, his effect. So this way, uh, these pastimes are there, different personalities. Uh, the, the, uh, these pastimes are there for our, all for our education. Pundrik Vijaniti, next was, uh, Vishnu Priya. Vishnu Priya is the uh, second wife of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. She was the daughter of Sanatana Mishra. And uh, she bore the separation of Lord Chaitanya for something like 80 years, as described. She, Lord Chaitanya uh, left her to take sannyas when she was just 16 years old. And uh, Srila Prabhupada actually gave some letter to one of his uh, lady disciples that they can, these personalities are meant for our, uh, to follow in their example. Uh, imitation, that's actually, that was, uh, I mentioned, I gave class just a couple of days ago, I probably met most of you were there. That's, uh, that verse is there, same verse is there, naitat samacharaj jatu manasapya nishwara. That uh, anishwara, those who are not ishwaras, they can't imitate the uh, manasapi. Even in the mind, one should not uh, imitate these great controllers. And so uh, the last two lines is, vinasyatya charan mo jad, yataru drobdi jam. I, I mentioned that, that the example is that the Lord Shiva drank an ocean of poison. He's Ishvara. He can do such things, so we can't do such things. So, Vishnu Priya, she used to do activities I don't think anyone can imitate. She used to chant. After Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, she was feeling such separation. She was uh, practically like the bridge bhasis in Vrindavan after Krishna left uh, Vrindavan from Mathura, they were simply crying all day long, crying in separation. This Vishnu Priya, she would chant sometimes, she wasn't trying, she was, she would chant, she would chant, and for every one round that she would chant, she would take one grain of rice and put it aside, and she would chant another round, take another grain of rice, and whatever she would, uh, whatever grains of rice she would collect that day from chanting one mala, uh, she would cook that and eat that. That was, that was her uh, sustenance. This way, great austerities uh, she performed. But uh, one of the per perhaps uh, most extreme examples of austerities in our line was that shown by Raghunath Dasko Swami. He's described in the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, quite extensively his uh, activities. 
His father uh, and his his father and uncle were uh, big, rich personalities. That time, their income was uh, 12 lakhs rupees in a year. <coughs> that can be multiplied times like 100 in our present economy. Uh, so they used to, these Govardhan and Hiranya, they used to serve uh, Advaita Acharya. They, they performed, actually the, the whole Brahmin community in the area around Bengal at that time, they were uh, being maintained by these two personalities, Govardhan and Hiranya, Majumdar, um, uh, <coughs> Kayastas. Sometimes there were some personalities, they uh, made great offenses saying uh, Raghunath Dasi is not born in a Brahmin family. <coughs> so anyway, uh, because these two brothers, uh, the uncles of, uh, the father and uncle of Raghunath Dasi used to serve Advaita Charya, Advaita Charya, when, when Lord Chaitanya went to Vrindavan, on his, on his way to Vrindavan, he was, uh, came back, back uh, actually he went to Ramakali and met Rupa and Sanatana Goswami and then they came back to Shantipur and Shantipur Advaita Acharya was, he stayed at the house of Advaita Acharya and Advaita Raghunath Das he uh, took some opportunity to visit them and Advaita Acharya being uh, familiar with his father and uncle he engaged uh, Raghunath Das Goswami in, in the service of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and gave him his uh, remnants of his uh, meal. In this way, Raghunath Das, he became very much uh, attached to Lord Chaitanya and so much so that even though he would, uh, he had opulence as, as described like the king of heaven, Indra. And uh, he became completely mad. He wanted to, he tried to run away from home so many times and his father uh, employed 10 people to keep, keep him, uh, kept, keep him home. Even though he was married to a beautiful wife and he had such opulences, riches and uh, used to eat so nicely, uh, he wasn't attached to it at all. <coughs> so then what the, the Opportunity one time, uh, Nityananda Prabhu was visiting nearby, and uh, he came and he uh, organized what's it called Chidadahi Festival, Chip Rice Festival. But uh, he came. He was actually he was offering obeisances from a distance to Nityananda Prabhu, and, and some of his Nityananda Prabhu's servants said, "Oh, there is Raghunath Das," and he, and. Nityananda called him and he wouldn't come, but uh, Nityananda went there and grabbed him and touched, uh, touched his head with his feet. And he said, you're a big uh, offender. You come, but you don't come near. So now, you have to, now I have to punish you by uh, making you have a, a organize this festival, Chidadahi festival. <coughs> Chidadahi, this Chip rice, they used to eat this in Bhubaneshwar. Very nice, so you don't, have, you don't see it here. But a uh, very simple preparation. You just uh, take some it's flat rice, I don't know, chip rice. They, they have it, I think, at the stores, but uh, I don't, haven't seen it. Make, they make chidwa, I guess. Something like that, no? And, but anyway, we used to do like that. We used to just soak it in some water, Sometimes if we were lucky, we'd have some milk, we'd soak it in some milk or some uh, yogurt. This Raghunath Dasi was using uh, yogurt and, well, and condensed milk. They would have two pots, one with yogurt, one with condensed milk with yogurt. You just, you just uh, wash it a few times and then you soak it in some water and then you can add some bananas or some yogurt, some condensed milk. And this way, a uh, very simple uh, meal. So Raghunath Das, he was uh, preparing so many uh, pots. They were they were buying uh, the whole uh, all the goods in the village, and then the people came from other villages, and the merchants came from other villages with the with pots and and chipped rice and yogurt, 
and fruits like that. <clears throat> Raghunathasi bought everything they had and uh, so I had them sit down and then fed them like that. So in this way, Raghunathasi prayed to Nityananda Prabhu, please deliver me from this, uh, this uh, material life. And Nityananda Prabhu said, don't worry, very soon you'll be delivered Krishna by Krishna's mercy. Actually, when Raghunath uh, was serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Shantipur, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave him very nice instructions. What is that? This, uh, I don't know the full verse, but he says, Markata Varagya Naho, that uh, don't uh, engage in uh, false renunciation. Very, uh, gave him some very important instructions that you perform your prescribed duties without attachment, uh, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Anashrita Karma Palam that uh, don't be attached to your activities. That push. And uh, actually, Raghunath Das, there was another incident when uh, his father was uh, collecting the taxes. And uh, the previous tax collector was uh, his, his big rival because he had been, uh, had taken his position of tax collector. So this, uh, this he was a Turk. It was a tax collector that uh, had been replaced by Raghunath's uh, uncle. So this turkey saw that the, he looked at the accounts and he saw that Raghunath's uncle was uh, putting some extra coins aside, extra 300,000 coins he was not giving to the government when he was supposed to. So he uh, came there to arrest his uncle, but he couldn't find his uncle, he couldn't find his father, so he arrested Raghunath. And Raghunath was such an uh, expert personality uh, talking. This is one, sometimes exhibit an example about how one could, should be ex very expert, a devotee should be expert in all types of activities. Raghunath Das was so expert, he talked to this uh, Turk, this former tax collector and they made some arrangements that he uh, met with his uncle and they made uh, uh, they uh, made some agreement that they would uh, have some share some some of his profits like that from the tax collecting so anyway Raghunath Das he uh, eventually left home went to Jagannath Puri and uh, took shelter, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave him under the care of Swarup Damodar. <coughs> and uh, this way he was the, Swarup Damodar was the secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu practically. So he was the, Raghunath Das was assistant sector, secretary and his renunciation is uh, described in Chaitanya Charitamrita how he was taking, first he was taking a little bit of uh, funds that his father sent, but he wasn't taking them for himself, but he would offer Lord Chaitanya some meals once a month or something. And then gradually he stopped that because he was thinking, why I'm taking this money? His father and uncle were, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, they're almost Vaishnavas because they're actually uh, engaged in all this material affairs. They're not actually pure Vaishnavas. <coughs> so in this way, Raghunath Das, gradually he started taking, he was uh, begging alms in front of the Jagannath temple, and then gradually he was taking the, the food that even the cows wouldn't eat, the Jagannath Prashad, the, 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 the merchants, they sell the Prashadam, and whatever wasn't sold, they give to the cows, and that was, which wasn't eaten by the cows, Raghunath Das was taking it and washing it and, and uh, eating it like this. And Lord Chaitanya came and, and said, what is this wonderful food that you've got? He said, I want some. So this way, Mahaprasada Govindu Nama Brahmani Vaishnava, firm faith in the Prasadam of the Lord. Raghunath Das had such firm faith and uh, we've got a few more minutes. So much. Actually, uh, each one of these personalities we can talk. Srimad Bhagavatam verse. 
and each one of these personalities we can talk on and on. Uh, Raghunandan, actually Raghunandan, I think just recently, Chapter Mahaprabhu told a story about Raghunandan, how he was offering food to the deity and the deity was eating all the food and his father, his Makunda, is a different Makunda. Uh, he was surprised at how come there's no prasadam? Krishna ate everything. So this way he explained that something, but he had uh, this Makunda, he's the father of Raghunanda, and one time they were Khandabasis, they were from Srikanda, and they used to go every year to Jagannath Puri to meet Lord Chaitanya. Mukunda, he had uh, two other brothers, Madhava and Narahari. Narahari Sarkar was the, uh, his youngest brother, and he was a great uh, celebrated devotee of the Lord. He was the spiritual master of Lochandas Thakur, who wrote this Chaitanya Mangal. And uh, anyway, Mukunda, one time uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him that, uh, that you're the father of Raghunandan or Raghunandan is the father? And Mukunda, he told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that, uh, that uh, I consider Raghunandan my father and I'm his son because he's given us Krishna Bhakti. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu re replied with a nice, uh, sick, very brief description. He says, Jaha hoite Krishna Bhakti se guru hoi. Sometimes we have uh, discussion about what is Guru. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave a very simple definition that whoever you get Krishna Bhakti from, he's Guru. He's Guru, whatever. Jaha hoite, just like we're praying, Jaha hoite, Krishna. That's a prayer. Very similar to Anyway, uh, in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he gave these personalities, Mukunda, uh, Narahari and Raghunandan, he gave them different duties to perform. It's not that uh, everyone is, uh, Krishna is a uh, devotee, you can see, Samoham Sarvabhuteshu or Vidya Vinaya Sampane, Pandita Samadarshana, the Pandit sees everyone equally, the Krishna is equal to everyone, but everyone has some different qualifications, some different quality. In this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave these three personalities, Mukunda and his youngest brother, Narahari, and Mukunda's son, Raghunandan. He gave them all different uh, duties to perform in Krishna consciousness. Mukunda was a physician. Uh, he was the royal physician, actually, uh, in the, king of the king's court. Uh, he told him, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Mukunda, he said that you earn uh, spiritual and material wealth. And uh, Raghunandan, he told him, you engage in serving Krishna in the temple, Pujari, like that. And Narahari, he said, told Narahari, he said, you stay here in Jagannath Puri with the devotees, you associate with the devotees. So in this way, so many personalities are given, uh, they have different qualifications, different qualities, and just like here, the demigods we were reading in Srimad Bhagavatam, they have different uh, functions, or universal functions are there, different responsibilities, all of them are engaged in the, uh, if they perform their function, everyone performs their function in Krishna consciousness. We used to always say that the Actually, the functions of Duryodhan and the function of Arjun at the Battle of Kurukshetra were the same. They're both taking their arrows and shooting at each, the opposing party. Both were doing the same thing. But the difference was the consciousness, the Krishna consciousness. We used to always tell like that when we were preaching. So, Krishna consciousness means whatever you're doing. Uh, yat karosi, yad ashnasi, yaj juhoshi dadasi yad. Yatapasya, Yasvi, Kunteya, Konteya, Tatkarushva Madarpanam. Tatkarushva Madarpanam. Whatever you're doing, you just do that, uh, offer the results to Krishna, offer the 
consciousness should be the Krishna consciousness. That is the perfection of our activities. So one other personality, great personality is there, Raghunathasko, we could say, is uh, Raghunathasko Swami. He spent, actually there's another interesting thing that uh, we can say about Raghunathas. He was after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, disappearance, after Srirup Damodar's disappearance, he was thinking, uh, what is the use of this life? He said he was, he was thinking he was going to go to Vrindavan and uh, take darshan of Rupa and Sanatana Goswamis. And then he was going to commit suicide by jumping from Govardhan Hill. Now, anybody who's been to Govardhan Hill, you can see that there, you can go around the whole hill, that there's no place you can jump from and commit suicide. It might be breaking a leg, maybe. There's no, the hill is not tall enough. But this is 500 years ago, and Raghunathas had this, this idea to jump from Govardhan Hill to commit suicide. So 500 years ago, 500 years before, the hill must have been taller. This is one evidence also. One other evidence is there in the Chaitanya Charanamrita that Lord Chaitanya, when he went to Govardhan Hill, he went to Sumana Sarovar which is called, now they, they call Kusum Sarovar, and he saw Govardhan Hill. You can't see Govardhan Hill now from Kusum Sarovar. If you go there, you can see only some brush, some different uh, bushes like that. You can hardly see Govardhan Hill from Kusum Sarovar. So these are some historical evidences how Govardhan Hill is shrinking out of separation from Lord Krishna. And uh, so, of course, Rupanasanath and Goswami, they didn't uh, allow Raghunath Das to go, Goswami to commit suicide. They, uh, he was full of uh, nectar. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was the uh, assistant secretary to Srirup Damodar for so many years. Some 16 years, he was the secretary of Surupamadars, who was the secretary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Raghunath Das knew all these different pastimes of Lord Chaitanya's final years, and he was actually the source of uh, Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami's information for Chaitanya Charitamrita. Raghunath Das, he had I was mentioning something about his austerities that continued on in Vrindavan. He was not eating just a small amount of buttermilk or yogurt, whatever, uh, every couple of days. And he was sleeping a couple hours, two hours maybe, if he had time. But the rest of the time, just like Srinivasacharya, he prays that Sankhya Purvakanama Gananantibi Kala Vasani Kato. He was uh, offering his obeisances to the six Goswamis, Sankhya Purvakanama. They're chanting a certain number of rounds. <coughs> Natibi. They're offering obeisances. Raghunath Das Goswami would offer obeisances, I think it was 1,000 times to the Krishna every day, 2,000 times to the Vaishnavas, and chanting. Ah, whatever, 64 rounds, I think it was 100,000 100, 100, names. And uh, then he would talk, he would give discourses about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's final pastimes for three hours every day. In this way, uh, all day long, engaged. Sankhya Vakanama Gana Natipi Kala Vasani Nidrahara Vihara Kadi Vichito. He gave up uh, all these activities, material, eating, sleeping, mating, defending. All right, so other personality is Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. I think, uh, as far as I remember, Pundrik Vijanidi, Raghunandan Thakur, Raghunath Swami, and Vishnu Priya is their appearance day. And Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is his disappearance day. 
So, Raghav, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is a great acharya. He gave so many. Uh, I think Shul Prabhupada's Srimad Bhagavatam purports mainly based on Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. He gave uh, commentaries on Srimad Bhagavatam called Sarartha Darshini. And uh, he was actually looked at, uh, it was interesting, his uh, appearance day. They gave, there was big range, like 40 years differences in when he, when he appeared from 1626 up to 1666 or something like that. There are so many different uh, opinions. But he was, uh, his parents were also great devotees. He was, uh, he can't, he got initiation in the uh, line of Narottam Das Thakur. He was the, uh, Narottam Das Thakur had disciple named uh, Ganga Narayan Chakravarti. So his disciples, disciple uh, initiated Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. So this was after the time of the six Goswamis and the Vrindavan de deities, uh, because of the Muslims' uh, presence, the Vrindavan deities, many of the deities had been taken to uh, Rajasthan and some were neglected. Sometimes, uh, actually if you go to the Radha Damodar temple even now, they have, uh, what, three, three or four, four sets of deities, I think? Four sets of deities. So previously all these Deities, sets of deities had their own temples and uh, were worshipped separately, but uh, after the six Goswamis, when the Muslims came, they, they uh, destroyed so many temples and uh, the deities were scattered here and there, somewhat to Rajasthan, Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinath, Radha Damodar, all in Jaipur, Radha Madan Mohan are in Karoli. In this way, the deities were uh, neglected and uh, ranged to different. So this uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, he uh, set up, he re revived the Krishna consciousness in, in Vrindavan, beginning with uh, education, with the books. He just started, uh, com he commented on the different books of the Goswamis, the commentaries. Just like uh, there's three, three, three particular books that were given at the Ujjvala Nilamani, the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and the Bhagavatamrita. I didn't understand it was the Bhagavatamrita or Brihad Bhagavatamrita. It doesn't, not so important. But he gave uh, the excerpt, uh, he gave the essence of these books, and he, he wrote his own book. Uh, Ujjvala Nilamani Kiran, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Bindu, Bhagavatamrita Khan, Kana, Kana, whatever. And uh, this way he made it very simple for people to understand. He uh, gave the essence of the six Goswami's books in these uh, three books and uh, wrote commentaries also on Srimad Bhagavatam and these different books. And this way, he arranged for the distribution of this knowledge of the six Goswamis. And uh, this way, he trained, he trained up Pujaris and started to worship uh, in proper standards. Of course, he himself had uh, worshipped uh, Radha Gokulananda. And I believe he was also worshipping this uh, Govardhan Shila. <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave to Raghunath Das Goswami. <coughs> and uh, he, uh, he inspired uh, this Maladev Vidyabhushan to establish the Gaudiya Sampradaya in, 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 to give credentials to, to, to establish, uh, to make the Gaudiya Sampradaya authorized because uh, there was some, as I mentioned, the, the deities had been taken to Rajasthan, to Jaipur, and they were being worshipped. 
uh, not by the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, but by the Sri Vaishnavas or Ramanandis or whatever. Similar. Uh, so, because the Gaudiya Vaishnavas were not accepted, they were not accepted as a bona fide sampradaya, as a se separate bona fide sampradaya, because they didn't have commentary on Vedanta Sutras. That was the criterion for establishing one's sampradaya, that one had to have commentary on the Brahma Sutras written by Vyasadeva. The Gaudiya Sampradaya, they accepted, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted the Gaudiyas. Uh, they, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam has the natural commentary on Vedanta Sutra. So anyway, this uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti, he uh, sent this Baladeva Jibhushan to Jaipur to establish the validity of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Baladeva Jibhushan, just immediately he wrote this commentary, Govinda Bhasya, the commentary on the Vedanta Sutras and established the Gaudias. So it's very important to uh, establish that our bona fides. I can remember when I first got my Bhagavad Gita, I, I saw this list of guru disciple of the Parampara in the beginning of the Bhagavad Gita. I said, oh, this is bona fide. This is uh, authorized. Sampradaya Vihina Se Mantrate Nishpala is the, actually the statement in the Shastras that the, someone who takes mantra not coming in the Sampradaya is not, Nishpala means uh, there's no result, no fruits of chanting any of these mantras. So, I will stop there for a long time. Sorry. Anybody? Comment or question or something? We're still here. Sorry. Vaishnava Brindaki Jai. Where's my talk? All right.